0: Dr. Aaron here, Doctor of Divinity, teaching spiritual truth and universal law, bringing fun to the shift in La La Land. And I am so excited because we're gonna talk about our favorite topic today, which is sex, love, and relationships. And we've got a great guest on, he is Rob Mack. He's actually a celebrity love coach. He's on the show. Famously single and he's actually a dear friend of mine. He's and um, has a master's in positive psychology and I believe we're gonna have a good, deep, sexy one here today. So thank you so much for coming.
1: Thanks for having me. Look at that. Mm-hmm. The segue was perfect. Some right
0: yeah. the- <laughs> 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 fun there,
1: but we'll leave it alone.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna have some fun. Yeah. My goal here today is to like get a little bit of the gossip behind the scenes of the show, but also get into the heart of the matter because this is about the shift consciousness. And so I want to know first off, yes. I want to know, yeah. okay, this is go straight. This is go straight on <laughs> Dive down. Deep in, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so you're a love coach. Yeah. And you're not in a relationship mm-hmm. and you're not married.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: This is the topic. <laughs> this is the breakthrough that I want to have on this show yeah. right here. Yeah. So give me the lowdown.
1: Yeah, I love being single. You know? Mm. I just love being single and I love I love, I love loving people, and you know, for me, I feel like you know everybody that I meet is another opportunity for me to share my love. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's not about having someone love me; it's about me loving people. And so um, I love my freedom. You know, I also love being in relationships. There's yeah. Nothing better than that. I mean, it's just fantastic. Um, but you know, I don't discriminate. I love, yeah. being in, love being single. Love being in relationships.
0: It's, it's such a great topic because I think the younger generations are yeah. going more towards even polyamory. Yeah and being someone who's spiritual and conscious, I don't have an opinion. I believe that we should have freedom of choice, yeah. and I believe that marriage and divorce rates are you know, rising, mm. and so I believe it's a good conversation. I think it's yeah. a really important conversation, and I believe there's a big stigma around people who, if you're not married or not in a good relationship, something must be wrong with you kind of yeah. a thing. But so I wanna know, what do you, what do you see out there? What do you see? Because you're in with celebrities, you're in with you know, the yeah. hip crowd in Los Angeles. What do you it, see? What's it, going on? What's the trend? such a
1: great question, mm-hmm. Aaron. You know, um, I think there are many, as many different paths to being single and being in relationships as there are people, you know? And I think a lot of people are having trouble like expressing that. So they want A, but because everybody else isn't doing A, they're not willing to sort of step up to the plate and say, hey, I want to do A, whatever that may be. So like Mm -hmm. polyamory is a good example. So you see a ton of that in LA, I think. Um, You also see a lot of folks that are single that really want to be in relationships, folks that are in relationships that really want to be single. Um, you get folks that want to be in a relationship, but they also want to date other people, right? So I think that for the most part, folks are trying to force themselves into boxes. It doesn't work very well, um, mm-hmm. you know. I think we all have. Um, <laughs> I um,
0: don't do well in boxes. No, anymore. I'm like, Pull <laughs> me <out of> here! <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not big on the box thing. So um, I think people are trying to figure it out. And you bring up a good mm-hmm. point. I think whether the people are single or in relationships, generally, folks are somewhat unhappy
0: mm-hmm. with where they are. Right. So, I know you work specifically one on one as well with clients. And I know that on the show, you put some of the different celebrities through different exercises and processes. So, tell me, if I'm your client and I've come to you and I've said, you know, I want to have more confidence. I want to have more confidence in the realm of sex, relationships, Mm. dating. What would you do? What are the exercises? What would you do?
1: It's a great question. I think, first of all, um, sort of, we meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. Everybody's a little different. You know, lots of folks have deep experience in psychology, or maybe they've read a lot of self-help books or spirituality, so you start somewhere different. But generally speaking, we mostly start with where people have had successes in the past. So we talk to pe- about people about, you know, when have you felt most confident in your life? When, you know, when's the last sexual experience that you felt really confident in, or when's the last relationship that you felt really confident in? Or if you haven't had any sort of successful relationships or successful moments inside a relationship, then where else in your life do you feel confident? And we, so we help people to like kind of dig in to discover what lessons they can learn or extract from those experiences where they have had successes. Mm. Um, so we really focus on that, and then you know over time we go a lot deeper than that, uh, but the idea is to take those lessons and then find ways to replicate those experiences like in the current situation mm,
0: I love that yeah. so could you get specific as I know there's some yeah. you know kind of big names on the show yeah, and yeah. what what was was there something specifically that happened as far as a breakthrough what you saw like where someone came from and yeah. where they were through the process
1: yeah it's so interesting Aaron it's such a great question um, I would see breakthroughs all the time you know we had both um, sort of individual sessions dr. Darcy had individual sessions with mm-hmm. each of the celebrity castmates, and uh, we'd also have group sessions, and a lot of the breakthroughs happened in both, but I was a part of the group s- sort of therapy sessions, and it's incredible because you'd be sitting there, and you'd have Polly D. sitting there, and you'd be there with Aubrey, and maybe they, you know, had just gotten over an argument, or maybe mm-hmm. they had just, you know, had some kind of conversation, and I'd say something, or Dr. Darcy would say something, or maybe we'd say nothing, but we'd be sitting there, and you could see, like, Polly's like, so, like a light bulb go off. Mm. And you just realize that you had an insight or a breakthrough, or you see Ronnie, or you see Malika, or you see David, or any of these, pe- or Callum. You know, people are having actual breakthroughs, and it's mind-blowing. So you don't always get to see that in the final cut, or the final yeah. edit, yeah. you know, in the episode. Um, but lots of breakthroughs and lots of insights for people. And of course, you know, you know better than anyone. Mm. That's the most rewarding experience Completely. you can have.
0: Completely, and I can't imagine how how cool it is to have that, in that insanity of a reality show that's like that dynamic all over. So obviously being, you know, someone who teaches, spirituality and awakening, one thing, you know, I always think of one core thing when I yeah. think of relationships. I think of that the ultimate relationship is within the self mm. between the higher self and, you know, the individual self. Yes. And that all relationships are the projection and reflection of our ability or inability to love. It's like the mantra. That, that's the mantra. right now. That's the mantra. <laughs> <Dr>. <laughs> <laughs> that's the mantra. Yeah. So, you know, knowing that. Yeah and knowing you know, what do you think is the number one yeah. mistake yeah. that people are making out there in the dating and relationship world as far as when it comes down to that deep, deep core yeah. stuff. Oof.
1: First of all, I love what you say. I have to just highlight yeah. that. <laughs> I absolutely agree. I'd say there are two things that I think about right away. Mm-hmm. First is people um, are not present. That they're deeply distracted people are deeply distracted i think that's the number one challenge
0: what what are you talking about
1: yeah i know what yeah. do you mean no. I'm scrolling yeah. through social yeah. media <laughs> yeah, right exactly. you're on a all date t- with somebody no, and date. they're like wait right. let me
0: just hashtag this yeah yeah.
1: yeah and that <laughs> distraction exactly that distraction is you know technological it's and it's and it's physical right where your eyes are but it's also mental so even when you're sitting there with someone you're often thinking you know while they're talking instead of listening you're waiting to you know you're scripting your own response in your head and then you're waiting for them to stop talking so you can talk again right so that's always a challenge the other challenge I think that's even greater or a part of that is that we seek things outside of ourselves that are and have always been inside of us Mm -hmm. right so we seek Mm -hmm. for love outside of us we seek for happiness in relationships that's inside of us we seek for peace and we Mm -hmm. seek for all these things Mm -hmm. that ultimately always reside inside of us they always have and I think that's the greatest challenge right there, because as soon as you get that turned around, and you let go of this seeking outside of yourself for something that exists inside of you, mm-hmm. um, you suddenly realize so many. You have so many much, so many more successful experiences mm-hmm. in your dating life, in your relationships.
0: But how do you do that if if someone yeah. isn't um, you know they don't meditate per yeah. se, or they don't they haven't done that deep work? Yeah. How do you even coach somebody like that's the whole thing is. I don't like to take on somebody coaching unless they're really willing mm. and committed to going really far. How do you deal with that as a coach?
1: Well, that's just it. I think a lot of it is lost, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so a lot of it's lost because people just aren't there to receive it. You know, there's not fertile ground for what we have to share. Um, for me, it's a lot of question asking. And it's a lot of leading questions. It's like being like, you know, like the worst lawyer in the war <laughs> world. <laughs> you ask powerful questions in an attempt to lead people in certain directions. So I ask a lot of questions, just questions like, hey, have you ever felt happy in an unhappy circumstance? Mm. Or have you ever been in a relationship before that was perfect but you felt unhappy? Mm-hmm. And then you help them make the connection or connect the dots between happiness and how they show up in the world
0: mm. and their
1: own thoughts and their own feelings. I
0: love that. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. We're gonna take a quick break in a moment, but what I want to have people think about out there and for us, because this is something that I literally debate a little bit, okay? So being a spiritual, you know, understanding how we direct energy. I want to know how you think about being very specific in your vision of what you really want in a relationship mm. or relationships versus just going with the flow, mm. okay? So that's what we're going to talk about when we get back, is how do people know what they want and how do they get that specifically without boxing it in too much, okay? I to go Google real yeah. quick. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned, you guys. We're going to get a little deep and then we're going to go a little light, okay? So when we come back, we'll see you back here shortly. We're back this is dr. Aaron and we're here with Rob Mack talking about sex love and relationships so back to that question yeah. such a good one so okay again as a doctor of divinity what we're teaching right is basically impressing universal law mm. with energy and yeah. so we're directing energy in this life so if we're talking about sex love and relationship right mm-hmm. we have to have some type of a goal yeah. otherwise we're just gonna we're gonna be successful in nothing right yeah. so how do we deal with that how do you deal with that with a client because sometimes I'm sure clients don't even know what they want
1: yeah yeah, such a great question. I think, um, so first of all, that's the value and the beauty of having experiences and failing a lot, right, so mm. I really encourage people to like fail as often and as early as humanly
0: possible. I'm really, really good at that. Oh, you? that's awesome, that's
1: <laughs> awesome. So then you must know a lot then. That's, yeah. why, you, that's why you know a lot. Um, <laughs> that's huge, right, so, because um, you want to be, it's essentially a data gathering experience. Mm-hmm. What I've come to find that works really well for me and um, my clients, I'd say, is, um, is not outlining, but being very crystal clear about, first of all, what you most deeply desire in another person. For me, for instance, I want someone who's deeply and truly in spiritual alignment or on some kind of spiritual path or aware that they're on some spiritual path. We're on a spiritual Mm -hmm. path. We're not aware of it. So I want someone who's deeply aware and sort of dedicated, and committed um, to evolving, right? So I talk to people about that all the time. Lots of people will say, well, I want someone who's super hot. Okay. It's just, you know, so kind of focusing on the essence of what you want in a person, I'd say that one thing that people come around to learning eventually is they want someone who's extremely kind,
0: mm-hmm. right? So
1: I'm a big believer in sort of um, being crystal clear about what the essence or the one thing that's most important to you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and at the same time, and not outlining at all.
0: Yeah. I love that you said that. So just to, you know, yes. clarify that for people who are watching, Please. outlining is not controlling the how. Mm-hmm. You know, we teach that that we get to inform universal law, we get to speak into existence for our subconscious and the law, but we don't control it. How it shows mm-hmm. up, right? Absolutely. And so then also you talked about people who are evolving that that's like a must-have which Mm -hmm. I think I call it like transcending relationships versus transactional Mm. relationships right so like different levels so in I know you've worked with celebrities you've Mm -hmm. worked with CEOs you've worked with all types of people like are there people that are just like you know what I kinda just want a transactional relationship absolutely oh my gosh (laughs) I would say to be honest with you I would say
1: and you're such a great point Erin I would say that most folks whether they know it or not are actually invested and committed to only a transactional relationship Mm. okay so I think there are even some folks that think that they're interested in you know sort of a even a transcendental one or a transcending um, kind of relationship but they're actually much more invested and committed to a transactional one Mm -hmm. you know and I think most relationships are that it's like quid pro quo right we're gonna I'll give you something you give me something in exchange and as long as that transactional kind of um, experience Mm -hmm. continues I promise to love you and you promise to love me Mm -hmm. and um, I think that's the greatest challenge to experiencing you know true and deep love
0: yeah so I have a I want to talk to you a little bit about some personal personal stuff because I believe that everyone wants love sex and relationship of course it's like a natural human desire and I believe that some people it's working a lot of people it's not working out mm. a lot of people we have a lot of loneliness we have a lot of depression and i know we're going to talk about sex down the line here but before that i really want to get deep for a minute yeah. because i read in your you know in your bio that there i think it is profound that you said that you were contemplating suicide some years ago Mm -hmm. and that you prolonged it one hour Mm. and then you prolonged it a day and then you prolonged it a week and Mm. it turned into prolonging it for a decade Mm. and look at what you've done you Mm. know and you touch so many lives so in that you know how do you find that in dating how do you find that how like how do you relate to that for people because I know so many people are going through that
1: yeah Um you know, that was by far and large the most transformative experience of my life, right? And um, what I learned from that experience and um, what I continued to sort of integrate in my life is a very um, deep and true commitment to happiness above all else. So the one thing that I know based on that experience Mm -hmm. and talking to people and lots of research is that everybody, whether they realize it or not, is committed to being as deeply and truly happy as possible. Mm -hmm. And no matter what we're chasing in our lives, whether it's money or sex or relationships or health, we want all those things because we think and believe those things are going to make us happy. Mm -hmm. They're going to make us feel better for having acquired or achieved them. So the one thing I'm clear about is that, so I can connect with people from a place of wanting to be deeply, truly happy. Mm -hmm. Um, Hence
0: your book, Happiness from the Inside Out. Yes, that's Mm -hmm. right, exactly so I too you know I dealt with codependency Mm. majority of my life and I remember kind of like getting down on my knees like I can't do this anymore like it was one of those moments where I realized I can't place my happiness contingent upon Mm. whether my relationship is good or whether it's bad or whatever it is it was like my whole became a higher power like I put it I, you know we're that powerful right we can make that our higher power and so so today looking back you know how do you love but not become codependent how does that work for you
1: yeah um, for me uh, it's about experiencing as consistently as possible my oneness with life itself with source itself love itself so that practice for me is everything, right? So it's consistently reminding myself, I've already simplified it, So consistently reminding myself that I am one with everything that I want to sort of experience or acquire or achieve in the world. I'm already one with that, like quite literally. So for instance, my experience of love, um, I can only feel love if um, it comes through my consciousness. So for me, everything's an experience that comes sort of through me. Mm-hmm. And so as as often as I can, I want to remind myself that that which I'm seeking, I already am. That's sort of like my little mantra. I remind myself of that. Whatever it is I'm seeking, I already am that. Mm-hmm. And if I can feel that, sometimes that means quieting my mind and just feeling that. You might call it meditation, you might call it prayer. But the more consistently I do that, the less I seek something inside of you. Mm-hmm. I don't try to re- extract something, which also means I don't try to manip- manipulate you. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not interested in any of that. I show up because there's something that I want to give you. And if i can't show up from a place where i want to give you something then mm-hmm. i don't show up at all
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so that for me is um you know the opportunity i think
0: i love that i love that another kind of mantra i go by mm. is relationships are the opportunity to discover what we do and do not like, you know, like we can discover and, right? and discover oh. so much about myself oh my gosh so we have to take another break, but what I want to get, I'm just so thankful that you are vulnerable enough to share that on your bio. I think that it's so courageous of you, and I think more people need to come out of the closet with you know, the truth and become vulnerable. We're here all just, you know, we have needs and sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's easy and all that stuff. So when we come back, I wanna get into the sex conversation. I'm oh. dying to get into kind of, you know, I don't know, everything from conscious sex to just objectifying sex and what that difference is and, and how people can begin to at least have distinctions around all that, okay? Love it. So Love it. we're gonna be right back, you guys. Stay tuned for a deep, deep conversation around sex and the real stuff between conscious sex and spiritual sex, okay? We'll be right back.
1: Lights, camera, action! action.
0: This is Dr. Aaron and we're back with Rob Mack and we've gotten to the best, juiciest part, which is all about sex. So let's have this. Yes. You ready for this one? Um, Get ready. I, I, I think I am. <laughs> you tell myself, I think I am. I think I am. Yeah. I think I can. I <laughs> yeah, think I right, can. Exactly. So let's talk about I just want to talk about conscious sex yeah. versus kind of unconscious mm-hmm. objectifying sex. Yeah. So what do you think about that in Hollywood?
1: Wow. Um it's so interesting because you know you and I have had talked about this before where you feel like you have like one foot in like this very human almost like primitive kind of you know place Um, and then you've got this other foot in the spiritual world where you're wanting to everything to be spiritualized you want to be Mm -hmm. you know incense and candles and um, and so I see that a lot actually because I think people are pulled right I think the world pulls you in that direction in your own natural sort of um, instincts point in one direction and then you know there's this other part of you that wants to self-actualize and yeah. self realize and so I think it's a real challenge for people I think folks are often conflicted mm-hmm. right and that's why you see so much guilt and whatnot and um, of course that guilt seeks punishment yeah. and it's a mm-hmm. whole cycle so yeah. it's interesting
0: yeah I would think of it like you know we're not necessarily going to be gurus up in the himalayas you know meditate yeah. like we're here in the concrete jungle like yeah. we're still in this very human you know we're putting on high heels in hollywood yeah. uh but i think it's interesting there's one topic that i think is very important and it's mm. porn mm. and mm. i find that I mean they say porn's a huge addiction and a major issue and mm. i don't necessarily have an opinion i try and yeah. say very neutral around stuff yeah. but i do know that i believe and i don't have the stats exactly but i believe mm. the younger generations are having less sex mm. than ever and i think it may be partly because online you can just mm-hmm. find sex anytime and so you know how do we have that balance and where you know do you get into that with clients like how do you discuss do you mm-hmm. talk about sex you talk about details about sex
1: yeah it's interesting I've uh, had a couple of clients recently actually um, women who discovered that their husbands or their partners were like mm-hmm. really deep into porn and it really bothered them a lot and it's so interesting because um, you know I've had friends that have had the same experiences and most of my guy friends will say why make it such a big deal you know why does it matter and mm-hmm. um, you know and so there's not just a gender difference or bias there um, but I have noticed um, you know a touch of that and so it's a real challenge for people mm-hmm. right to sort of work mm-hmm. that through and um, you know I I don't know exactly where I sit
0: either, mm-hmm. Aaron, you know? I know yeah you know, I had a client so he came and he said he really wanted to find a partner and yeah. he and I kind of began to find out what his lifestyle was like and he was watching a lot of porn and I thought well what if, you know, yeah. you didn't do that for a few mm. months? And I think there would be more of a, a demanded desire to mm. go out and meet a partner. And sure mm. enough, you know, it was really hard. Wow. He really was not, he did not want to give up his porn at first, yeah. but then it was kind of like, oh, let's just try it out as I an experiment, okay. right?
1: Well, you underscore something so critical there, Aaron. I think the challenge is um, not necessarily um, a question of just the content, but it's how something is used. Right, so I think that's the ultimate question because mm-hmm. you can use porn in a way that allows people to come become more comfortable with themselves and more comfortable with their partner and maybe spice things up, you know. And there's there's also using porn in a way where it becomes a crutch or it becomes something that's um, mean or cruel or mm-hmm. you know and so or, or debilitating in some ways. And so you're absolutely right. It's all a question. I think at the end of the day is how something is used. Mm. Yeah. You know.
0: So how do you use sex? Yeah, do you use sex. sex <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. is on. a tool to, you know, have power over people.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's terrible. I, um, you know, it's interesting. It's been one of the, I think, the greatest challenges in my life. Um, sort of what sex means, what it stands for. Um, you know, I was raised in a very religious household, um, mm-hmm. and and more than that, I went. to you know, church regularly and everything like that, and just through religion, I came to have a very guilty conscience about everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and not just um, the physical act of sex, but also thoughts about it, and just dating and all that stuff. It was extremely guilt-ridden, and um, it's taken a better part of my life to work that through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and um, it's I think it's extremely sad in some ways, um, but it's also an incredible opportunity I think to go deeper into what real, true faith is, mm-hmm. uh, what true spirituality is. You know and does it involve suffering does it involve guilt does it involve you know a sense of punishment and whatnot mm-hmm. you know or should it be something that's uplifting and mm-hmm. inspiring and helpful and happy
0: yeah I mean, right it could be all the above right yes, yeah it could be all the above yeah and so spiritual sex and objectifying mm-hmm. sex you know for me spiritual sex is like do we expand in our hearts, in our yes. expression, in you know, whatever that is, going higher okay. end, in the one mind together? And then objectifying sex is more like placing the power and the experience and everything mm. out into the five senses only. Right. But I think that it can be mixed up. I think that how the shifting of spirituality and the, the you know, person in a white robe. You know, how do we get to a place that's just authentic? Mm. Can you at least be truthful in your sexuality? Wow,
1: that's a huge, po- po- uh, huge point. And particularly, you know, and, and particularly to be sort of upfront and forthright about that and to be transparent about it, it's extremely difficult. I mean because you know we sex and money those two things you know have mm-hmm. such heavy weight they you know we value them so highly in lots of ways and then we devalue them in so many other ways mm-hmm. and so in society they're very um you know they're difficult sort of conversations to have
0: mm-hmm. you know you
1: have to be deeply um comfortable with yourself to be able to have that kind of conversation
0: well and i say it, something like 70 percent of women have never had an orgasm by mm-hmm. intercourse like yeah. clearly we're, we're missing out something yeah. here you guys like we, yeah. we we there's some communication there's some uh, you know understanding of, of what's going on for everybody and oh, yeah. I mean it just seems doesn't that seem crazy yeah, it absolutely
1: does you know it's interesting um, I saw this documentary on like a sex sur- surrogate and something like that I think we've talked about oh, that yeah. and yeah. I've always loved the idea of, that's why I work as a coach, I'm gu- guessing that's why you also you know, work This um, is doctor and divinity and whatnot, mm-hmm. is that part of it is holding a space of unconditional regard for, for people, mm-hmm. of unconditional love for people, and uh, that's where all the healing happens. So from a therapeutic perspective, we know that it doesn't matter what method you use, if you can hold a space of unconditional love and regard for yourself and for the other, healing happens from that space. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that the real opportunity there with sex or anything is to be able to hold this space for yourself and for the other person. It's a it's a tall, tall order. A
0: tall order. Yeah. So I, I, we have like one second left. Yeah. But I'm dying to know, yes. like, and I don't even think I can ask this, but <laughs> what is like the best, like, you know, yeah. like best sexual experience? Like, was it in like yes. a long-term relationship? Was it a one-night stand? Oh, was it? Yeah. Like, without
1: question, long-term relationship. Okay. Okay. No okay, question. Okay, I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Such <laughs> you a, want yeah. I want to know yours
0: <laughs> Well, that's gonna be on the next Ah, time. I knew it. Right so on that, we have to actually, we have to close this, this ship up right here so um this is dr aaron this is rob Mack, and it's been a pleasure you guys what a fun conversation but i think the bottom line for me is that it's important to just have the conversation our culture is going through a big shift in going from the mindset of old school kind of family and sex and relationships to All different expressions. And I just want to honor and know that you have a specific truth for you, as long as you're not harming anyone, as long as you're living truthful and authentically. And so I hope that you, again, gain something out of this. And if you have, please like, share, and comment, and share this with all your friends. Let's go deeper in this conversation. Thanks so much, you guys. Thanks, Rob.
1: Thank you.